This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 18th of May. Flux family, Justin and I have made our fair share of mistakes when it comes to money and personal finances. And at Flux, we're all about helping you improve your financial literacy. We started with business news and now we're focused on how you can win at Credit Score. We're really keen to make our free credit score tool really useful for you. So please head to www.flux.finance to check it out. Brett, in good news, and only 10 years after being conceived, (laughs) the NBN network is weeks away from completion of its initial rollout. (laughs) It's initial. Yeah, exactly. But don't get too excited. Only 63% of Aussies who have access to the NBN are actually using it. Incredible. (laughs) All right, three huge stories for this Monday morning. I'm excited to get into it. For our first, Kogan.com, the online retailer, is getting into the furniture Mm. and homewares business with the acquisition of the furniture company, Matt Blatt. Okay, firstly, who or what is Matt Blatt? <laughs> okay, Matt Blatt sells low-end replicas of designer furniture mm. and homewares. And it's been a family-owned business mm-hmm. for over 30 years. In March, they decided to shut down the 15 physical stores they have due to the coronavirus. And it really just tipped the mm. declining business over the edge. So, Kogan.com has paid a mm. bit over 4 million bucks for the business. And Matt Blatt will now run as an online-only store. But what will happen to the brand under Kogan? Well, the brand's going to continue. It's going to uh. relaunch its website as an e-commerce business with 100,000 products. So what's the key learning here? Kogan is developing a reputation mm-hmm. for being savvy and opportunistic when it comes to taking over distressed businesses. Back in 2016, Kogan bought Dick Smith when they were about mm. to go bankrupt. But that wasn't necessarily because Kogan wanted to own Dick Smith's stores or its brand. Nope. It was because Kogan wanted the massive database mm. of customer information that Dick Smith had accumulated <laughs> over yeah. hundreds of yeah. years. Perhaps Kogan will be doing the same with Matt Blatt minus the 100 years. Yeah. And just by the by, the founder of Kogan, Rosalind Kogan, yeah. used to own Milan Direct. Which was sold to Temple and Webster? Exactly. So he knows a thing or two about how to run an online furniture store. For our second story, Facebook has acquired Giphy, mm. the animated GIF search engine, and that deal is worth around $400 million, okay, my friend. Okay, Brett, firstly, what is a GIF? All right, a GIF is a series of images that loop continuously to make the image appear animated. Even though GIFs have been around for a long time, their popularity have really soared in the last few years. And that's thanks to a few reasons. One, the adoption of fast-speed internet. Two, the increasing use of messaging apps. That's a big one. And three, and most importantly, meme Mm -hmm. culture. GIFs have become incredibly useful for communicating jokes and emotions. And Giphy has become the world's central source for shareable GIFs. Facebook says that 50% of traffic that Giphy receives already comes from Facebook's app. So what's the key learning here? Giphy is such an attractive business for Facebook because of the data it will be able to collect. How so? Facebook will be able to better understand user behavior in its own apps once it owns Giphy. Go on. Each GIF you send with Giphy allows the company to track how and where the image is being shared as well as the sentiment mm. that the image expresses. Which enhances Facebook's ad tracking capabilities. Which enhances enhances its ability to sell targeted ads to businesses. Which enhances its revenue. Always comes down to the revenue. For our third and final story, Bondi Sands, known for its self-tanning mm. products, is on the prowl. It's speaking to new investors <laughs> as it seeks to grow big time. All right, so what's the backstory here on Bondi Sands? Well, despite its name, Bondi Sands is actually owned by two Melburnians. What? It's controversial. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so it launched back in 2012. And how about this for a debut? It had to recall <laughs> its first ever batch of products after they made the skin of customers go green. <laughs> Nothing like a green oh, tan. Hottest. Bro. Bondi Sands now has its products stocked in 20,000 stores globally. And it just so happens that Bondi Sands is in the right place mm. at the right time. Everyone is becoming more skin health conscious. Tanning salons have been outlawed. Mm-hmm. Plus, COVID-19 
has increased demand for its products. Now, we don't know if Bondi Sands will sell part of its company mm. or all of it, but either way, the money it raises is for one purpose, mm. growth. So how has Bondi Sands been performing lately? Like, why is there so much interest from investors? 50 mil in revenue last year mm. and over 6 mil in profit. Wow. So what's the key learning here? We don't know if Bondi Sands will get the price at once from its new potential investor. So if it is so keen to grow, what are its other funding options? Well, one option could be an initial public offering mm. or an IPO. That's when a private company sells some of its shares to the mm-hmm. public and therefore becomes a public company. Another option could just be borrowing money from the bank. Or they could just sit pretty and <laughs> do nothing for a while. Seems to have worked up till this point. <laughs> Flux family, we just wanted to thank you for listening to the What The Flux podcast. We really appreciate it. and Hope you have an amazing week ahead. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.